What up, what up, y'all? This is Anna. No kill today. <laughs> but you're listening to Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations. As you know, CCC is a podcast with a twist. Cognac, cupcakes, and simulating conversation. Because it's not just about us anymore. And we're striving to promote awareness of issues affecting our communities. In short, say it with me, Dennis. It's, it's a vibe. Kel would be proud of me. So Kel is away on travel doing her boss lady thing. And we have a special guest today. Oh, in I'm her special. It's, it's Dennis, everybody. How, how y'all doing today? Yes, right. my boo, my bae is here. And we are going to talk about today's episode's topic. It's going to be on just us i guess true, just being true. a millennial couple uh with entrepreneurial ideals and being engaged getting ready to get married you know dun, dun, dun. so you're out all yes so a lot of those um aspects of our relationship can affect different outcomes that we are looking to get so uh i want to start off with the special quote for the week Love is not something you feel, it is something you do. And that's by David Wickerson. And I like that quote because I've heard countless times before that, um, you know, throughout a relationship or really throughout a marriage that you intend to have for the rest of your life, um, you have to choose to love that person over and over again. So it's not just about a feeling, it's about action and what you're doing and steps yeah. in. How you're actually showing your love. Because it can't mm-hmm. be just something you say. It's more in your your actions, I believe. And choosing to love that person, even when they get on your last nerve. Which I know I'll be getting on your Ooh, nerve. Talk about it, <laughs> But choosing to, like, be you are constantly, every day, choosing that person. You know? So, uh, me and Dennis are still presumably in somewhat of a honeymoon stage. So, we... <laughs> I mean, I would say so because I've heard I've heard things about how marriage is hard and it's the hardest thing that you do, hardest but best thing to do in life, blah blah blah. And so I'm just like I don't even know what <laughs> like what like you know. What? In full disclosure, yeah. you and I haven't really had too much what arguments and stuff like that. Because I or mean, too much, too much like hard drama, times drama. and drama. We. Yeah. Which is, you know, why you my man. Because yeah, I, I be never was... for centuries, so... Right, you, you know, know, centuries? Yeah, That's centuries. How we're going to be centurions? That's how long we're going to live? Oh, okay. Uh, I should have said it longer. Forever, <laughs> eternity, my bad. Oh, eternity. eternity. That's yeah, what you yeah, mean. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, you know? hey. So, so five, <laughs> we've been together five years, right? So, I mean, we're mm-hmm. just scratching the surface. Right. So, when I think about how we're scratching the surface, I'd be like, damn. What else? <laughs> you know, like what's gonna happen in three years and two months? Yeah, what, you know me. Yeah. I could be a worry ward, so I, I just try not to think about. it. I just try to be like, well, I'm gonna marry him anyway, so it is what it is. You know, you like, gotta enjoy the roller coaster. Yeah, you know? you know, I don't enjoy roller. I mean, I enjoy roller coasters in the sense of Six Flags and Kings of India, but I do not enjoy emotional roller coasters. So, whereas you. Don't enjoy roller coasters in real life, so that's something you could say. Anyway. Yeah, but I I don't I don't enjoy roller coasters per se. But it's like love is a ups and downs. There was parts of the roller coaster that I enjoyed, and like 
Mm-hmm. I like the whole experience of the amusement park and stuff like that, but you know, you got you just gotta learn to let go and that you're not you're not in control of right. what's going to happen in three years and. You have certain expectations and you want it to look and feel a certain type of way. But then when you actually get to that wedding day, you know, yeah, you got to live after that wedding. I day. think to your point, I think you could just, you know, build your foundation. Mm. And then, you know, that's the biggest thing, like having that friendship and stuff. But, you know, we're going to get more into that after we get into some gossip. Uh, you know, I can't let y'all have a week without you know, hearing our thoughts on what's the... But did you see Lil' Fizz, though? All right, let me get into this righteousness and ratchetness. It's balance. Ratchetness and righteousness is the yin and the yang of life. You got to be equally yoked with both. Okay, so I'm going to jump straight into some ratchetness and talk about this whole story with Gucci Mane and the Breakfast Club. So if you don't know the little light history that happened, um, apparently, which I'm still a little foggy on, the details with this part but some kind of exchange happened between Angela Yee and uh Gucci Mane and I think was it a time when he was on the pod I mean on the breakfast club where he said that you know Angela Yee tried to come on to him and yeah. stuff like that and like tried to f on him and meet him at his hotel and she's like it's not it wasn't like that I was just trying to network and stuff like that yeah. and he took it as her throwing a pass at him, shooting yeah. a shot, shooting yeah. her shot at him. And so he was not feeling, she was not feeling that. She went on to, what did she say in the in the little breakfast club? Did you see that? When no. she did the, oh, like. The, the rumor reported yeah, dressing it or when, something? Yeah, no, so <laughs> basically in the breakfast club on the radio, they do this thing called breakfast club court where they, you know, just kind of analyze all the details of a situation and let the listeners decide who is in the wrong. So they did that with what happened between Gucci Mane and uh, Angela Yee. And Angela Yee went on to share that Yo Gotti actually (laughs) said that he slept with old girl, Gucci Gucci Mane's Mane's wife. wife. Yes. (laughs) And so uh, Keisha Kaior. And so um, there was an interview that they did, and Angela Yee was kind of egging. Um, I don't think she was really egging. Um, what's his name on? What's what's uh, what's his name? I just said his name. Oh, Gucci. No. Yo Gotti. Oh, Yo Gotti. Yeah. Oh. She was kind of She was kind of like asking him, like probing to see, like, didn't you sleep with so and so? You know, kind of thing. So that she thinks that that was a reason that. Gucci man decided to go off and say all this stuff about her that wasn't true. Well, from there, uh, looks like as though she said that he was not banned from the, I remember hearing on the breakfast club court that she said that Gucci man was not banned from the breakfast club. That's the thing that's been circulating around that he is banned from the breakfast club. She said he is not banned from the breakfast club, but he can come up there and she probably won't be there when he comes up there to do a, to do, um, an interview. Well, uh, MV, DJ MV also said that he would not go and do the interview either because Angela Yee felt uncomfortable about doing the interview in general. And so then Charlemagne has his own YouTube page and now he actually did an interview with Gucci Mane. 
And so a lot of people are wondering where, you know, Charlemagne's loyalties lie. If you listen to the last episode, we talked about how Charlemagne is on this rhythm uh, culture. What What is it? A State of the Flow, which is a show that comes on after Rhythm and Flow on Netflix. And it, it's very similar to someone that he's considered to be, you know, at least allies with, which is Joe Budden, who does his own show called State of the Culture. And so everybody's just kind of giving Charlemagne the side eye. What do you think, Dennis, as someone who has a business with people um, that you consider your friends? Um, it's the music industry, first of all. It's people. Um, it's like Joe Budden was talking about on the podcast today about um, Envy, Charlemagne, and he, they never really seemed like they were that tight where it's like, oh, I'm a... I think they did. I, and, and it's like when, when Envy's is like, I'm going to stay back for, for uh, what's the name, and sit out this interview. But it's like, at the end of the day, they all do interviews with other people and they all have their own platform. So I don't really feel like, oh, Charlemagne went behind their back. It's like Envy said he sent them the, uh, the clip before or whatever with Gucci. So I, I, I think people are trying to read more into that, like mm-hmm. saying that they would be offended by Charlemagne doing this interview with Gucci because... It's some real big. It's to me. It's kind of just getting blown out of proportion. But. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and listen to it because you know that their show actually is on the podcast app on on Apple on the iPhone, so you can actually listen to every episode of um, the Breakfast Club. Uh, uh, just the talking parts, I believe. So I'll go and check. Yeah, that I'm gonna out. go check out the five star video. Uh, five star chick. <laughs> too, yeah, uh, Keisha K.O.R. was in the Five Star Chick video. So when I heard that, I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, she was in that. You know, I'm not saying every though. video girl sleeps with the talent, but, you know, who knows? Um, so another, <laughs> some more trouble in Paradise relationship-wise. So London on the track and Summer Walker broke up. And then they have seemingly gotten back together now. Apparently, this was after he went on stage at her show in London, in the UK. Toxic. And gave him, gave her, uh, gifted her a jumbo-sized um, unicorn stuffed animal. <laughs> and he also gave her a few other things and gave her a hug on stage. You know, it looked very much like the time when Offset went on stage to apologize to Cardi B, so to speak. And it was during her performance, just like with Summer Walker. So, um, and it seemed like it happened like literally within less than 24 hours. So, So, I have a question for you. Yeah. So, do you consider that love? Is that action showing your love with Cardi B and Offset and London on the track and Summer Walker? Or No. It's toxic in both. I think it's toxic in both situations. First of all, I don't think London on the track and Summer Walker, like, love each other. I think they've just been hot on each other and sleeping with each other. And, you know, they're getting to know each other. Plus, the music is involved, so it makes it seem even more emotional than it really is. Like, because they probably inspire each other. And, you know, it's very early for them. Now, Offset and Cardi B, yeah, I guess there is love there. And there was, you know, at that time. It was love there. They had a child together and everything. So it was a lot more at stake. However, both situations to me were very toxic because it's a public display of affection that's happening there. And it's also um, pressuring the person 
that is receiving this gesture to not shit on you in public, like in front of all these people. It's just a way to be like, you know, you can't play me out right here. You know, it's almost like proposals. Like yeah, that's what I was just thinking about. Like that's why I proposed to you in front of a bunch of people because I knew if everybody was but there, you knew you I was going to say no. yes. Yeah. So I guess, but but I guess. In a sense, it's like... Nah, I put those people there because I know you wanted them there for that moment and right. stuff like that, you know. But yeah, I true, digress. true. Uh, and I did say I would prefer that, whereas there are some couples where both people involved are like, yo, I, I'd rather be mm-hmm. some private shit right. off to the side. Right. So, yeah. Do you think it was toxic what, what, they, what both people did, Offset and London on the track? Like, if you was performing somewhere and you know i messed up and then i just popped up on you yeah you know i know it's a little different because the male and female dynamic is you know the roles that we play are different but like if i rolled up on you with a rolls royce yeah i don't know i don't know and i I cheated on you like if i cheated on you and then i rolled up like I, I've been like, damn, you know, trying to get back to you and stuff, and then I roll up on you with a Rolls Royce. I'm going to bust the windows out your car in front of everybody <laughs> on the stage. But no, I, I don't know what their intent is, but I, I get why people would say it, it's toxic in both, in both, you know what I mean? So it's not something I personally would do because I think it's something like if you did something wrong behind closed doors, you got to fix that behind closed doors type of vibe. I've been trying to get brownie points for doing something on on the stage it just feels kind of like orchestrated to me with the summer walker i don't really believe that's fake i think offset was doing it in a toxic way of trying to get his girl back after he effed up and was got caught on the blogs with a b and c you know what i'm saying so i think that was a bad choice what they both did but you know it's just my opinion i let everybody live for themselves you know mm-hmm. okay uh, so another quick one. Rihanna was spotted leaving a Drake oh. private party. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I mean, looking at these pictures, baby girl was just there having a good time. She was hanging out with Lyrica Anderson, which is the one that was married to. I think they're separated right now, but married to A One. You know, we was watching. I had Dennis watching Love and Hip Hop this season just briefly. Like we would check in every like three weeks (laughs) to see an episode and so um you know lyrica she writes music too so i'm not surprised that her and rihanna was hanging together or whatever that's some of her claim to fame uh but i i mean i i think you know rihanna playing chris brown music in the background of her showing off her lip glosses and drake going to a drake party that's just her being hashtag unbothered like okay drake said come through to this party i actually feel like going i'll go are there are the pregnant rumors dead now because she's been walking i guess so i guess i'll let it go y'all i'll let it go but i swear i will do a somersault and a split if i see that belly pop out in the next few months okay (laughs) oh yeah i told y'all I told y'all. I told y'all. So this this is stirring up like, oh, are they? Yeah, like Shade Room is posting it like, oh my god, exclusive. And is I'm, the Shade I'm... Room toxic? Can we can we have a? Oh no, we'll discuss that next week. All right. Okay. Anyway, so you about to be on the pod next week? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> for all you Netflix and chillers, 
Um, Netflix is planning on putting a stop to password sharing abuse. Oh, no. Nah. Oh, no. Nah, nah, <laughs> now he's he in rage, uh, nah. y'all. Now he's in rage. <laughs> we must boycott. What do we got to do? <laughs> Hold on. Hashtag. I need your password for the Netflix. You right, me? right. I mean, they they not playing with us no more. They so apparently, and I take just take me learned. to jail. What's the what's the <laughs> so okay to all seventeen of y'all sharing one password to binge mm. TV shows. Netflix sees you. Apparently, Netflix official officials aren't too happy about that. Are still sharing uh, about that. People are still sharing passwords and now they're planning to crack down again netflix officials announced future plans to put a stop to password sharing during their recent quarterly earnings call uh so apparently they are already going to they already limit the number of devices that can stream from one account and users currently share accounts to some extent are required to um you know, share the password again whenever you sign in. Like I'll see that sometimes when I go on it in my on my computer at work or something like that. Or you know, it'll say, "Can you confirm you are who you are?" kind of thing, and put in the password and the login information. So I guess they're gonna probably pull back even more on how many accounts can use. You know, I never click the read more at shaderoom.com link so <laughs> that's as far as we gonna go for this episode of the pod does disney um, plus come out next week disney plus they they, they started their uh subscription right i think theirs comes out yeah i think soon. it is a lot of people been talking about it leading up to it so i think they are coming out yeah so them. netflix better chill with that or we going we're listen gonna have to go but i don't else. know if they're gonna be limited in the the use on on disney plus and all that i mean how you feel about like how we got BT Plus, Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, you know, HGTV Plus. Like, it's just like. Tyler Perry's sister show didn't make me run the BT Plus. Well, I kind of want to see it. Oh. I ain't going to lie. I'm like, can I, can I like test it out for a week or something and watch a couple episodes? Like, I want to see that sister show. I'm not going to lie. And I want to watch that movie, um, The First Wives Club. I think that looks kind of good too. But. I don't know, like, I mean, me and you personally, we haven't cut the cord from cable. Yeah, but um, we got a fire stick that's, you know what I mean? We can move yeah, the shit out the fi- But the fire stick, I don't think it's picking up these these shows. Uh, yeah, like the BT Plus exclusives, the Disney Plus exclusives. I we'll mean, see, we'll see. Sure, we can still watch Martin, but... Must have <laughs> seen. Faith of must have seen. All right, lastly, I know some of y'all were hurt that you didn't get to watch Power this week, but apparently um, this... <laughs> apparently they're going to be coming out with the f- mid-season finale this week coming up this Sunday coming up and then they're going to take a mid-season finale all the way uh mid-season break all the way into January of next year 2020 but apparently they're saying that um Grey's Anatomy star Jesse Williams will be joining the cast <laughs> the, I guess the cast for the last you know, foreseeable future of the episodes for this season of power, uh, this final season of power. He is, pre- he is set to play the character Kadeem, who is the formerly imprisoned ex-boyfriend of Keisha and the father of son, Cash. As you recall, in the past, Keisha often mentioned her ex being in jail, 
not being around to help her raise cash. However, things have changed drastically, and Kadeem has showed up to find out who killed Keisha. All right, my man, I can't wait. He's reportedly going to team up with Tommy to get to the bottom of what happened. You say this is a big rich town. So, you know, apparently Tommy is going to tell him he may not know who killed Keisha, but I promise you I'm going to find out who did this shit. So, um, <laughs> I'm like, yo, like, so now the nigga is getting out of jail. Like, where's the reality in this show anymore? Now I'm really, like, poking fun at this because it's like, oh, of course Keisha dies and conveniently her baby father gets out of jail to take care of Cash because everybody's question was, what's Tommy going to do? Is Tommy really about to be about that life and take care of Cash while Keisha's mm. dead? So now conveniently... Cash's father is going to be available to help take care of him. Like, I just assumed Cash was definitely going to end up in uh, child protective services or whatever. Just throw him into the system because that's the reality of what would really happen. But mm, I don't know. What do you think? I'm asleep. I'm ready to go to the next topic. (laughs) Well, that's the end of the topics for this week. Uh, I mean, they're saying Amber Geiger's legal team is set to appeal her murder conviction. I'm over it. But on that same note, check out our new uh, uh, series, Millennial Mindset Conversation Series called The Conversation on YouTube. We will have the link posted in the description for this episode. And right now, let's just get into the talk topic, which is us. So, you want to start with us dating? How How we we met? met? Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, how we met. Uh, I w- w- it was a comedy show out U Street. Um, mm-hmm. I went with, and it co- was your friends. Comedy oh yeah, show. yeah, my man uh, Rallo Boykins. You can follow him. He's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a comedy show on U Street. I went there with a couple of friends. I believe you were there with Raquel. Yeah, mm-hmm. Raquel. Uh-huh. Do I want to give all the details or just? I mean, that's up to you. I just find it interesting how. And I know that sounded like an argument was about to start, <laughs> but I found it, you know, crazy interesting how, you know, we met off of some like entrepreneurship shit. Like you went out there to support your friend. Right. right. Who's, you know, doing a comedian, comedy. Stand up comedian. Yeah. I went out there for more than just this reason, but also because Kel and I were networking with the group that put on the event called the social group. Mm. And, um, also off the strength of Freaks and Geeks Radio. And then that brought us together. And Look I saw that. this girl who changed my life forever. Oh, Come on, where the sound effects? You gotta I know, get, you, gotta get me, you gotta get me when we I say upgrade. something. We gonna upgrade to that. Right, hey, man, 2020, a lot of upgrades. So we dated. We did? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Like you asked me for my phone number and wow. I gave it to you because it was a free meal at first. And I know you don't like. I yeah, mean, she loves telling this part about how she just was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get some Fridays. Where do we go? We went somewhere, you know. Because she didn't try to yeah. break my pockets the first. We night. went to Fridays, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was like my go-to. I would be like, "Yeah, me, me." It was right down the street. She could have walked down. I was like, you know. know what I mean? And yeah, then Raquel was know. there, and I didn't even know. I was. She set me up. She could have took me and kidnapped me, and I would have no, never man, been seen again. No, man, I just again. had to have my eyes there. Yeah, that's you smart. Know? That's smart. She, she popped up, and so did my friend Janae. Shout out to my girl Janae. And they was like, oh, hey, girl, you here too? And I was like, yeah, you know, Waldorf's so small. So. <laughs> if we had a daughter, I would want her to have those 
pointers to be safe and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, because you never know. You really never know. I mean, people you didn't people. seem dangerous, but I, I didn't know you. I so did have dreads, a... though. This whole time we yeah. dated, I want to record show that I've had dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have locks. And I say locks because y'all can look up the history of the term dreadlocks. Because it's dreadful and it's bad yes. and that's not... And your hair is not dreadful. So. Amen. 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 All right. So we talked when we first met about what we were into. And you said you was like trying to see if it would just be a friendship thing at first, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you never know if you're going to click with somebody because I had just met you. So it's like... Where am I going to take this? Is this just a booty call? Is this just a... Oh, she has she has good connections. <laughs> she has good wow. connections. Is this somebody oh, wow. I want to build <laughs> outside of with? Like, you know, you never know where you're going to go with a person. But I always felt the connection with you that is like... You remember the first time when I asked for a kiss on... <laughs> The third oh, day, my Lord. awkward. Oh yeah, tell yeah. him about it. Tell yeah, him about man. it. Yeah, y'all should see his little arm on top of his fucking knee right now. Okay, so he, we went on. So I, th- yeah, I guess that was the third date. We went on our third date, driving around. He used to meet me like we would meet up after I got off work, kind of thing, or whatever. And it was really, it was always like easy with him. It was always a pleasure to hang out with him and stuff. But I couldn't read him. I couldn't tell. I kind of, like, knew he was attracted to me, but he never tried to, like, put any moves on me. Never. So that was always interesting to me, too. Um, But, yeah, we... It was after our third date, and we were, like, separating to go into each other's, you know, other cars or whatever, and he was like, can I have a kiss? Before he was... Because I guess you were... Either I was sitting in your car, or you were sitting in mine, but regardless... Mm -hmm. Um, you said, can I have a kiss? And I thought it was the corniest thing ever <laughs> to ask me for a well, I'm kiss. I'm glad I didn't go home to tell Lil, like, yo, I just swagged on her with the, with the, yeah, with the, yeah, man. yeah. I guess yeah. I didn't think of it as a big deal, but going, like, now that we've been together five Why'd years, I hear you talk about it. Why yeah. did I ask you for a kiss? I think. Consent. Cons- Consent, uh, pro- ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I guess it just was to. Uh, make a move type of thing because I, I feel like I'm a very straightforward guy you know what I mean it's like mm-hmm. I don't really play the gray area type of vibe so it just was to I guess let you know that I was into you that way you know what I mean that I didn't <laughs> view you as my little sis or my sister mm-hmm. that's gonna go out like don't ever tell me about a guy you like you know what I mean I don't ever <laughs> want to <do> that. <laughs> But yeah, after that, then we went on a couple trips, and then I think we started to realize that this was something a little bit more than just a a fling, because you probably thought I was a fling after I was a meal. What know? trips we went on? We went on a couple trips. We went to Miami. I'm talking about down the, down the oh, road. We went to oh, Atlantic oh, I thought City. you meant we like Vegas. when you asked me to be your girlfriend. I was like, we didn't have no trips then. We dated for like three months. You introduced me to your whole family after about yeah, four months. Yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving yeah. when uh, your uncles, shout out happened. to them. <laughs> It just happened to fall around Thanksgiving. You took me to your family's house, too, hmm? for Thanksgiving. What? After you took me through the ringer, probably. No, I think I went to your house first. First? Mm-hmm. Sure, I'm sure that's how you tell uh-huh. But, yeah, we love each other, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, so you want to go into the engagement piece? Um. Oh, damn, that was a struggle, because... Oh, I... well, well, also, with the in, in entrepreneurship stuff, like... 
I think we did have, let's be real, I think we did have some conversations about, like, so, like, what you trying to do with the rest of your life, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, you gotta know if the person wants to have kids, are you willing to take this path with me, like, you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta have real conversations before the engagement, like, I think it was when I started seeing kids with you, like, I never saw that with anyone before, and then it was, like, getting to know your family, and building a bond and stuff. It was deeper stuff that it's just like, why not? Why not just, you know what I'm saying, for the rest of your life? Like, it just makes sense to me. But mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you were saying, why can't we try on rings? And I was like, you got to relax. We're doing that tomorrow. But you wanted to stab me that night. But we ain't going to talk about that. No, All right. No, and then, you didn't say we're doing that tomorrow. Though. Oh, yeah, because I, 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 proposing to you is something, it's like what I wanted to do. It was, it was big for me. And my growth, I could tell where I was at in my life. You know, it was like mm-hmm. a big commitment. It's something that you're very important to me. So I wanted to make sure it was something special. So it's like I wanted to execute it, my vision out, you know. And you like wanted to know, and you wanted this and you wanted that. But it's like, no, nah, I wanted to surprise you. That was one of the biggest things, too. It's like I never wanted it to be like, oh, she found out a week before or two days before because yeah. that would have like crush little booby's heart you know what i mean so yeah i wanted to surprise you i just remember the drive to get the ring my heart was pounding and i kept playing childish gambinos feels like summer over Mm. and over to like calm me down but then once i got the ring i felt good raquel shout out to her raquel because she like her and Gemma helped me set up the whole thing and it was lit and they were big supportive and it's like i could tell that they were excited for you and that like brought me more joy and then everybody being there so but you could i mean you cried i wasn't expecting you to cry yeah i cried i thought i was a cry in a relationship but or i mean like i cried because uh because it was so special like i think i'm a sucker for when people do things for me and to see all those people come together to do that for me, make an elaborate plan to surprise me. I think I'll, if people surprise me, I'll always cry. Mm-hmm. I'll probably always cry. Or if people do something for me, it must be something like, I need to look into my love languages, but I get emotional when people do nice things for me because I see myself as someone that does a lot for people or does a lot of nice things. And, you know, not just wants nice things for people, but like, wants to participate in making something happen for a person. And so um, sometimes when it happens for me that people, it's kind of like that, I I hate to compare it to this, but it's kind of like Holly Berry when she got her Grammy and she's like, you really like me. You really like me. That's how it feels for me. So that moment, like seeing some of my cousins that came in town from New York, it was just like super emotional. Even all your friends that wanted to show up, even though I know it was for you too, like to support you, like yeah. it just meant a lot to see all the work that y'all did. Y'all made the sign. Y'all got the the ice cream shop. So you you got to tell them how y'all did it. Like uh, where y'all uh, did it at? Ice cream jubilee. Raquel, she uh hit them up, told them we trying to do the proposal. They were real supportive. They was like, I could come back in there early and stay in the back. I wish they would have gave us free ice cream for life or something. That's what I was going for. But... I thought they was going to give us ice cream for the fucking wedding. That's what I thought. <laughs> Them niggas didn't even post it on their fucking page. On Instagram. They never posted it. 
Let's stay harsh. But yeah, we did it there, you know, shout them out, you know. Um it was the employees, everybody was really excited. Anthony helped Yeah, uh, he took some great photos and video for Yeah, us. so we had like a little mini engagement shoot, which I'm like I think we're still going to do another one when we get our photographer, because most of the time photographers yeah. include that in their packages. But that was still dope to have that off break. It was almost like having like a little engagement party, yeah, you know, just with ice cream, which is right up my alley. So, <laughs> And it's funny because I didn't even eat my ice cream. I was just so happy, like... I was too happy to eat in that moment. Like, my dad ended up taking my Sunday Because they were like, what are your two favorite flavors? They made me, like, a whole brownie Sunday. It was crazy. Um, with my two favorite flavors, their chocolate and their um, cookies and cream little joint. And put it on top of a brownie with, like, chocolate syrup and stuff. I didn't even eat that shit. Like, I took it and I had it in my hand and I... Everybody was taking pictures and stuff. So before I could even eat it, like, my dad was like, you don't need that. And he took it and he ate it. And I wasn't even mad. I was like, you're right. Because <laughs> even though I've gained weight since then. But that's another that's conversation another for another too. day. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, so now it's the marriage going into planning to save the day. This wedding. And the invites. And yeah, the we haven't done any of that. Soon, no, we've planned. We've yeah, been planning for the wedding, but like we haven't we sent venue, out any save yeah. the dates. We your guest list is we still at three hundred. We don't got no. I said venue. we got a venue. venue. Oh, venue. Yes, venue. that's the most important piece, y'all. Like, in my opinion, getting your date and getting your venue because as long as you lock that in, if you want to stress yourself out and wait till a couple months before to like get all your vendors and stuff cool as long as you got a place where you gonna actually do this wedding mm-hmm. um and we're I gonna walk second... away debt free from the wedding as oh well. yes amen i i i you know i touch and agree touch and agree with you on that prayerfully and i was gonna bring in prayer also you know making sure that you two have a similar i don't care what people say you i think you and your partner should have um a similar the same uh religious construct you know, spiritual, like, beliefs. Yeah. Going into a marriage, at least, like, because you're going to start having kids and stuff, and shit going to get real, real, real fast. And what are you teaching your children? What are you, where are you going? And just, not only just spiritual beliefs, um, but also, or spiritual construct, but also, um, you know, just going to therapy. We haven't done this yet, but we're planning to. Going to therapy to get the tools to, you like to manage your marriage, and I don't mean that in a, a, a rigid, rules-oriented way. I mean it in the sense that you need to know, you need to have some tools to help you when you hit a roadblock, when when the arguments do get to be more, a little more frequent, or a little worse than they were back when you were dating, like when. When the arguments... When people go through life changes. When people go through life changes and you have to be there to support your partner. Because yeah, it's, yeah. it's a partnership. Yeah. And just figuring out why your partner is the way they are and why you are the way you are to try and unpack why, you know, some things could happen in your relationship or some things have happened in your relationship and just be able to use those tools to work with each other and communicate with each other when you reach a conflict 
So that is something that is definitely on our list to do before the wedding. And also getting an officiant. Uh, we still over here, real talk, trying to figure all that out. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, you got your suit yet? Like, what's up? I got to get my shoulders first. I'm working on my body <laughs> first. And then once I get my body together, you know, around February, I mean, March. a year out. Around we're February. Year they told out, me man. to come back, like, it was like six to eight months. There's plenty of time to get my yeah, jacket. I, I got time. But, yeah, we're going to get there. I know. I, meanwhile, I haven't even gone. In, I haven't even stepped into a dress shop like well actually i low-key did go to one boutique shop that kel took me to but they were trying to ask for a deposit to try on some dresses and that was for the bridesmaid dresses that wasn't even a a you know a bride's dress so i was just like what the hell so i kind of was sleep off that and just focused on losing weight in the meantime but now i'm at the point where it's about a year out and usually places like you to have an idea of what's going on like a year to like nine months out because they're going to be altering it as you go because um, brides do fluctuate in weight so they're just trying to like keep it going until you get closer to that date so I am going to start looking for dresses um, this month at the I know it's the end of the month but yeah next month probably November <laughs> But yeah, I mean, what are you looking forward to for the wedding? Because the whole weekend, I think it's gonna be a party. It's gonna be lit. Yeah, that's what. That's I mean, you know me. I'm like mm-hmm. ready to peer pressure. I'm getting married. Take a shot. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm trying to get like at least ten people to throw up. You know what I mean? That's my goal. But I'm not trying to throw up, bro. Like, like I'm trying to figure out what's the best way. Yo, send us a message. What's the best way to not throw up with drinking too much? Because my family is off the chain with that and i I just don't i don't feel like it that, i don't feel that like that friday pool up. party that friday pool party, pool party that we're gonna do what are in, you the, talking about? in the hotel what? it's gonna be crazy watch and it's in october it's gonna be a crazy pool party it's gonna be warm that day watch and we're gonna play this podcast right the day before right where 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 hope you get an invite you know i don't we can't invite you all but <laughs> I hope you get one. Word, that's the that's the next thing. Like, man. Yeah, cutting your three hundred guest list to one. Yeah, yeah, sorry, peeps. Some people may not get invited. This is just me saying it from now. That that doesn't mean I love you any less. It's just like we gotta walk away debt free. Yeah, we we can't we, get we can't pay for everybody to come through. I mean, if you're willing to pay for a plate. And even with that, I think we got to cap it at 200. Yeah. Regardless, we can't we can't have more than 200 people there. And I had to include my vendors. So, you know, cuz we can't just have them there without giving them a plate to eat. So that's already like a good 5 or so that we got to chop off the list. And a lot of y'all niggas is married. <laughs> Uh, and you want to come with your with your mate, you know, your wife or your husband, and you might get a, a solo dolo little invitation. I ain't going to lie to you because it just it's tight. And no kids Even are invited 200. to the pool party Dennis Friday. Dennis got a big family. I got a big family. Right. So Friday night, uh, get the babysitters for the pool party. and Then they need they... to get the babysitters for the whole weekend. Okay. All right. Send the kids to camp or boarding yes. school, wherever y'all do with those things. Yes. I, I don't have any kids. Yet. <sighs> Jesus, pray for us. All right. So is that is that the, the end of the marriage or do we need to... I mean, 
I think for me, what I'm looking forward to is um, it being complete, like it ending and feeling I've, I've been getting a high off of successfully completing tasks. So as it is right now, I'm actually looking forward to it being over and it being successful with not a, like minimal drama, um, you know, no arguments between like you and I. And and I mean like Our the day of or cousins or yeah, somebody. Like, no, but I mean the I know we gonna argue before then plenty of times, but I mean like the day yeah, of you just wanna be in the, the night before space. and the night, day after. I want us to be in peaceful. Yeah. So I'm probably gonna put stage on us and stuff because I I was thinking that when I did the sage the other day, I'm probably gonna sage the entire like hotel room for real. Cause Right. Like, because I'm going to need that rest because you know how my anxiety works. <laughs> so, but, you know, I'm going to sage out that whole place and, you know, us be safe, of course. Everybody be safe with the drinking and stuff. That's why we got the space that we have so people can stay overnight and stuff. But, like, I just look forward to us having a good safe time but you know yeah turn up everybody yeah, yeah, turned up like yeah we gonna party yeah, know, yeah. i know the partying is a given yeah. like there's no way like our crews of friends and my family and your family are not going to party so yeah. that's already in my head checked off the list i'm just concerned about you know me taking your garter off because you're gonna be embarrassed i want to see you turn red I'm gonna make it turn red. No, yeah. You gonna be the only one. You think one I'm gonna be red? red? You think you I'm gonna be? Oh, okay, yeah. all right. Just don't like yeah. have the blood rush into okay. your forehead. Okay, all right. that's all making a fool of yourself. Mm-hmm. And on that, she note, wants to pick the song. Can y'all believe that? Nah, I, I'm gonna pick the song. Go ahead. Yeah, we still gotta do these save the dates. I guess that's the next thing on our list. We gotta yeah, check get the invitation, save the dates, because you, you want know. the invitation to be in the save the date. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. And all right, I guess we'll get into our community highlight next. You need to get up, get out, and get something. How will you make it if you never even try? You need to get up, get out, and get something. Because you and I got to do for you and I. All right, so for this week's Get Up, Get Out community highlight, we are going to highlight a couple Black-owned businesses that may help you with your wedding. So, um, first off, I saw this really cool Refinery29 Unbothered uh, IG story, IGTV um, video, whatever. And it was this girl who was based out here in D.C. who was striving to have the blackest wedding ever. I saw this a few weeks ago. And so, by blackest wedding ever, what she meant was she wanted to have all of her uh, vendors be black. Now, she didn't succeed, but she was damn near close. She was I would say her wedding is most likely 90% black. I think the only things that didn't that's not black owned are like the venue space that she's in and the um some of the vendors for food and stuff because of the venue space because they had their own rules it's a, it's a historical um hall that she's doing it in. And also her wedding dress, she ended up getting something that wasn't actually by a black-owned um, dressmaker. However, she did have her, um, her uh, what is the thing called again? Lord, I'm having a brain fart right now. 
when the person um, alters a dress. Her <laughs> dress alterer um, is a black person. So she shared that she had her invitations done by Isabella Invitations, which is actually based out in Houston, Texas. And she creates these really unique um, invitations. A lot of them are 3D with cutouts to them. Let me show Dennis so he could check it out. Yeah, nice, They're nice. actually pretty dope. Um, she can do all kinds of embossing and, and gold uh effects and stuff like that 3d she even has the kind that i want personally this one right here i ain't gonna say it out loud on the pod yeah, but i'm jacking you're gonna put a link to that in the episode so people can yes i will so they'll be able to see all the different types of creative um invitations that she does there's also a um group another uh black owned business that she shared called couture cakes by sabrina and she is a DC-based cake, wedding cake specifically, wedding cake designer. In fact, she lists herself as a celebrity wedding cake designer. And she specializes in one-of-a-kind wedding cake designs. And so you can check out their information, which we will list on the podcast description. Um, also, I'm going to go ahead and tag in My Cake Theory, who was our cupcake sponsor for the conversation. I want to list her as well because she actually does really great cake designs for not only just weddings, but also events, period. But she, man, her work with fondant is unmatched. So I would also list her for wedding cakes as well. And if we had <laughs> the option to use her, I would. In fact, I'm going to talk to you offline about that. Because she said, oh, girl, just get a plain cake and, you know, I can just decorate it for you. So, oh, girl. So, we might holler at that, you know. Mm -hmm. so <laughs> but thank you again for listening to this episode with me and my Denny here. Dennis, thank Dennis. you. Dennis. <laughs> Murder my name. Murder my name. We're gonna, we're gonna uh, from the future Harrisons. We'll Ooh. check y'all. Hey, you like that? You Take like a shot that? for me. Yes, the future Harrisons signing out. Adios. Peace. It's a vibe.